Hello, this is Lisa LaRose here on Connect to Love on PRNFM. And, of course, I'm joined by the amazing Michael J. Russ. And, Michael, you start your day um, so much with the intention that it's, you're going to make it awesome. And I would imagine your day has been awesome today. Is that the case? It has. That's because I make it that way. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. I, I, I preach that all the time. I preach that all the time. You know, it, it, we, we, we say, we say, I think about this all the time. When I'm, when I'm out for my walks, I think, people say, have a great day, have a great day. Somebody drives by and goes, have a great day. And to me, yeah, it's, cord- it's a cordiality. We, we, we say that to people, and we, we I'm sure, sincere, sincerely mean it that they will have a great day. However, the person, what does it really mean? It means that, that you're, to me, it's like uh, you're, you're out in a sailboat. You don't have a rudder, right? And, and you're just basically just getting blown from one place to another and dealing with what you're, what you're dealing with. You know, you're, you're okay. having whatever time some outside force dictates that you have. That's, in my view, what, what having a great day is, where something outside of you is dictating what kind of day you're having. When you are a sovereign being and, you, and your, your, your motto is to make it a great day, make it an amazing day, make it a fabulous day, um, then what you're doing then is you're putting your hand on the rudder of your own sailboat and you are now guiding yourself one place or another. If you get in a storm, you've got your hand on the steering mechanism to get through mm-hmm. it versus being blown left, crashing, blown right, crashing, and then ultimately ending up on the rocks on shore. Um, and so, <laughs> I love that. Yeah, it's, I mean, literally that is what it is. You know, it, may be a, mm-hmm. it may be too nuanced for some people. It may be too nitpicky or too trite. However, my view having an amazing life is means it's composed of a bunch of building blocks little things that you do every day that add up to the big picture of hey i am happy i am prosperous i have abundance like crazy i am living an amazing adventure that's that adventure isn't just Mm -hmm. one silver bullet thing you do it's not it's having a great inner conversation that's supportive of it's figuring out what you want in life, then backing it with sovereignty to make sure that you don't allow other people to to rain on your parade, so to speak, okay, to put out your fire. And it's about having an inner conversation that is in, in line with it, that supports all the cool stuff that you seek to accomplish, that you intend to do for yourself, that you envision. You sit down and use your imagination. We had a show about imagination uh, uh, about, I don't know, within the last two months. A great show about using your imagination. All these are little building blocks, and little building blocks are what we use, what you as a human being have at your disposal to, um, to, to, just, be, to just be amazing. That to have the kind of day that you really want to have, to have the kind of life you really want to have. And last week we talked about, you know, being a uh, being a superhero, um, and <laughs> yeah, I'll tell you what. Um, I think it was a great show, and I believe when we talked about this show, we, you know, we've got to give people some some opportunity of, uh, I should say, to to implement what we were talking about. It's like, what is what is the superhero now? How do we use 
these these attributes to make our life absolutely amazing? How do we put on the cloak of the superhero and walk the walk the walk? I guess that's right. What, what they, I'd probably yeah, put and, it right. And I think yeah, and I'm so glad because when you once you find you know your your inner hero, I think how do you use that and to recognize that that being your own hero doesn't mean that you necessarily have to be a superhero, that there's parts of you um, that, you know, are going to face pain and struggles and have weaknesses. It's really truly about, in my belief, being your own true, unshakable, loyal friend, that you want the best for yourself always and that you can create that your best life, whatever that looks like for you, and deal with challenges. You kind of, you know, you breathe them in. You're like, okay, you know, this too shall pass. Nothing is. I, I heard something this morning where uh, this young lady, it was just the infinite wisdom, where she said, <laughs> if you look back at, at all of the years that you've been on this planet, you've already lived through some of the worst challenges, and and here you are. You're here. You're here, and yeah. you embrace the day. Yeah. And there, you know, you don't know what challenges lay ahead, but don't live in fear. Really, truly, live your life with intention, consistency, compassion. And I, th- I think that that's really important. That when you show up for yourself with real love, you embody whatever values, and you stay true to that—that that integrity, that authenticity, whatever the commitments you've made to yourself. And and that's a personal journey. It's a very, very personal journey, and I think for each sure. of us, as you you filter through that, um, so I know with with you, Michael, that there have um, no matter what it's been, you you pretty much go with the flow. You allow uh, the flow of your day, whatever the purpose. You get up in the morning, you have an intention, and there may be some obstacles that come across your path. But it, it's how that you you handle them and how you pivot that moment uh, to allow that stuff to sort of release it and not affect you as you walk into your evening. And and I truly think that that's part of of your one of your superpowers that you're able to do that. And I think that it would be really valuable for our audience to hear a little bit and maybe learn a little bit more about that. Uh, that skill and how you developed it. Well, um, <laughs> I back about 30 years ago, plus maybe 30, 35 years ago is probably likely the, the time frame. I, I went from, I had to shift my identity. I had to go from, I, I, I love sales. Um, it's a profession that uh, for me has treated me very well uh, in my lifetime. I love people. And I love helping people and being of service to people and making sure people uh, get what they really want and what they really desire uh, and uh, being honest about when I don't have it uh, and that they need to seek it elsewhere. And if I can help them find out where that is, it's great. However, I took over a, uh, um, I took over, I took a position and a sales position and it was, it, I went from a salary to a 100% full commission and uh, that meant that the day I started, I had no idea what I was going to make that month or that year. And I had a house to pay for. Uh, of course, my wife at the time was working, and thankfully there was a second income, and I had the ability to, you know, we had to you know, kind of struggle for a couple of months. 
however, I had faith in myself. And one of the things that uh, I, some of the things that I faced in that time frame was wrapping my mind around the fact that I, that I, you know, I, you're a happy camper when you, when you're going to, when you go to work and somebody says, yeah, you're going to get X amount of dollars at the end of the month or every two weeks you get a paycheck, regardless of how you feel, whether you're sick, whether you go to work or not, um, whether or not you feel great or not, whether or not you're in a great mood, you're still going to get that money if you show up, right? So mm-hmm. when you get to a situation where now I'm de- dependent, like, like an entrepreneur, I was an entrepreneur. I had, to, I had to find my clients. I had to develop uh, a relationship with them. Uh, and uh, learn along the way and help them succeed, uh, be successful in their own right. And so that, is, that was something completely different for me. And was it scary? Oh, absolutely. It was scary. Uh, my stomach would be torn up every morning when I got up to go to work. It was just, I was just like, man, it was just, it, I, I found I was driving myself crazy. And uh, I didn't like feeling that way. So I had to step back and reassess how I was perceiving what I was doing and get my goals in, in, in order. I had to examine my, uh, what I was saying to myself about what I was doing and what my purpose was and, and uh, how I felt about it. That inter- I'd have a, a serious, deep inner conversation conversation with myself and then examine my inner conversation with the things I was saying about myself. I'd set goals and then figure out uh, how to back those goals with the proper language of, of, of self-talk. And that took about, it took about, uh, oh, about six, eight months to a year for me to kind of get that all aligned. And uh, the first thing I did was I, I stopped beating myself up. <clears throat> Sometimes what we do, you know, it's, when you're in a situation as an entrepreneur where you have a great day and then you have the next day you don't do anything and then the next day you don't do anything and then the next day you have a great day, um, great day being defined by I helped somebody, I was of service to somebody, so I got them what they wanted so I could get what I needed, right? Because that's what the way it works. Mm-hmm. I, I don't get what I want unless I help you get exactly what you want. And as an entrepreneur, that's the way it works. And you look for people who you can help, who you can be of service to, in order to affect that kind of transaction. And um, so that's where I that's where I was. And for me, it was I had to get to the point where my happiness, my feelings about myself and my life, whether I was happy or anything else or joyful, did not depend upon whether I made any money that day. It depended on a different set of circumstances. Like I, I lowered the bar. I really lowered the bar. It wasn't about the money. It was about did I make a connection today? Did I connect with somebody that in the future I might be able to help? That was it. Did I, did I, did I, did I meet a prospective client today? Because what happens is if you get into this, it's, it's like this endorphin dopamine hit thing where you, you make some money, you love yourself, you don't make some money, you hate yourself. And a lot of people go through this anyway without being in, in, uh, an entrepreneur uh, or in business, but some, they, they set something, some bar that they need to get over every day, and if they do, they're happy. If they don't, they're sad. And it's not a great way to live because the rest of your life away from work suffers because the frequency that you're resonating 
away from work isn't that great. And you're impacting the lives of, if you've got a significant other, friends, family, whatever, other connections. And that's one of the things that I had to come to grips with first. And, you know, 38 years later, uh, by the way, I should tell you that I had to go through all this and I had to plan a vacation for, for myself because when I was away on vacation, no money was being made. So if I went away for a week or 10 days, I had to work out how to deal with uh, making sure that I kept everybody happy and that the, the prospective clients I had got serviced. And I had to work out a whole routine. If I, I, was, I was, by the way, rarely if ever sick, rarely. In my life, I, I don't, I've not gotten sick uh, very, very often with flu or otherwise. Um, and that's because, in my view, it's tied to, it was tied to the frequencies I was resonating. And if I'm mm-hmm. uh, happy, joyful, my goal is to be happy, joyful, kind, empathetic, compassionate, and loving all the time. And believe it or not, 30 years, 38 years later, the clients I've had over the, over the last 38 years have all been that same way. Because you do attract the frequency that you're resonating. And if you're talking, mm-hmm. and I was doing about this, by the way, I was doing all of this over the phone. I was doing it all over the phone. I wasn't knocking on doors and seeing people. I was calling people out of the blue. So the first thing people say when I tell them that is, I could never do that. Well, if, if someone offered you an opportunity with limitless income potential and it was, it was very much 100% of whether you succeeded or failed was dependent upon you and your attitude um, and how you felt about yourself, I, unfortunately, a lot of people would have find that to a, a huge challenge. However, it's one of the biggest walls you climb in life, and one of the most uh, gratifying when you do climb it and jump over the other side. And um, I've I've gone away for a week, two months. As a matter of fact, I'll tell you something. Uh, I've been married twice. My second wife is German, and I spent two weeks of every month in Germany for two years. I made no money in those two weeks, and I came back, and I made just as much money, helped just as many people in two weeks as I did in four weeks. But I went and enjoyed wow. myself for two, for two years. Right? Did it for two years. Yeah. So I mean, it's it's one of these things where um, you, you use your imagination, you set some goals, you put the energy, put it out there. When they talk about you know manifesting and your your own reality, creating your own reality, we actually do by virtue mm-hmm. of how we interpret the experiences that we have and how we feel about ourselves in relationship to our outer world. All of that comes to the past. Um, you, you, uh, the magic that occurs or that has occurred, the miracles that have occurred for me in the past 38 years are, are, are too many to count. They're infinite. It's just amazing that, that uh, with a positive attitude and it, it, today, if, if, if things aren't working out the way I think they should work out, I don't force them. I just get up and leave. I'll go meditate. I'll go play golf or I'll just take a drive, take a top down on my car and take a drive or I'll go do, I'll clean up the yard. I'll go do something that is, that has a beginning, a middle and an end. That's really what, what I, I love to do. Something that brings me a sense of accomplishment away from what, uh, th- that doesn't depend upon money, where it's not determined by money, where money is not right. the, 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 the uh, object of, 
of whether or not it was the judge of success or, or failure. Uh, we get mm-hmm. we get hooked into that, and and it's a it's a um, you know this is by the way before digital, and now we've got you know devices and things that can give us the same feeling of success or failure without having it targeted towards our own employment. If we put a post out and nobody responds, you get the same feeling then as if you uh, went to work in, you, in, in your own business and didn't get a client that day or didn't service anyone that day to, to uh, bring in a wage, you know, a living, to make a living. Uh, mm-hmm. But you, you've got something in your hand that can, do the, that can create that same mental problem, you know, of, of uh, um, addiction, so to speak, to to uh, a, 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 a type of success, a vision of success that is unrealistic. If you want to be happy, this is why I started writing books about self-talk and dealing with adversity and, and, and started talking so much about happiness. And I know on my own podcast, happiness, the happiness, when happiness is in the title, it gets twice as many listens by people because happiness for many people is elusive. It's, it's just elusive because they're looking outside of themselves for something that's going to make them happy instead of generating, it, generating the happiness from within based on your own thoughts, words, feelings, inner conversations, in, inner vision, that kind of thing. And um, mm-hmm. it, it, is, it is a problem in our society today. And I, you know, I know I'm not the only one because I know you live a very unique lifestyle and it you are your own boss you are someone you're a self-actualized human being and you love yourself you care about yourself and you care about animals and you care about something greater than yourself which is absolutely awesome and i know that you've had your own little you know tussles at some particular point in your life and i mean i've buried my soul time for you to bear yours Well, you know, Michael, I I want to just say that in in what you're sharing, I, I see you so much in in giving. You give, and then what? It's just sort of the the law of of karmic return that that you are giving out, and it comes back to you. What you give out comes back a hundredfold, and and I think that in discovering your your inner hero, that's exactly what it is. Whether you call them your God given gifts or your talents. Whatever it is that as you you discover them and you nurture them and you honor them, it will be given to other people and i and I really liked what you said relating to social media because I think that sometimes people see others and they compare themselves and they think, well, you know there's only so much of this to go around and, and there's not enough for me or I don't have this or I'm not worthy and in my world um, it's never been that way there's <laughs> the universe is always endlessly abundant and I think that that's the power and that's the magic in everything that I do I sort of I don't consciously do it uh, I think it's just sort of uh, innate in who I am it's kind of like recognizing that the Sun is there um, even if it's hidden behind the clouds, it's it's always there. It gets up, it comes in the morning, and and uh, it disappears at night. But guess what? It'll return again in the morning. And that's sort of the way the ebb and flow of my my life is. And and this past weekend, I, I did another event, 
And I was so, it was so amazing because I thought the same thing. <laughs> My week was busy. Um, you know, what mm-hmm. am I doing? Why am I here? And I ran into three people that I hadn't seen in a very long time, actually four people. Um, and one of them, it was so interesting because I shared with, with a lot of the, the people that I spoke with on Saturday a lot about what the topic of our show was. And, and it was so interesting because you could see this light in their eyes. It just sort of lit up um, because they started thinking about, wow, that's an amazing, I never thought about that or how, how you're kind of questioning. And the one gentleman that I ran into, I won't mention his name, uh, and I hope that he's listening because... I had seen him. He used to work for the post office. He retired. And, and every time I went into the post office, he always had such a beautiful smile and such a warm feeling about him. I knew his first name. I didn't really know very much about him. And, um, but it, it, you know, and then one day he just disappeared. I didn't know he retired. He retired. He didn't, didn't have a chance to say goodbye, whatever it was. Wow. Yeah. Um, and he happened to come to this event. And and he he looked at me and said Lisa and I was like and I said I apologize I don't remember your name and and uh, he said Rich and then and I said how are you and it was so interesting because here he has a lot of the same interests that I do as far as books and all sorts of interesting amazing things and never. I said, I didn't even know this about you. And, and I thought to myself, look at this. It couldn't have been a better, a better exemplifier mm-hmm. of these buried treasures that are within these yeah. people that we may only see, you know, can sort of sort of single-serving friends, right? You see them in a restaurant, mm-hmm. you see them here. And you don't delve into who they are and the gifts they have and the knowledge. And he said, and he started sharing, he said, oh, well, you need to check out this and you need to look at that and... And it was such a great conversation. And he said, he said, actually, he said, I don't live that far away from here. He said, and I was driving by. I thought, oh, I'll come in and get a coffee. He said, and then something drew me in here. And I said, I'm so glad that it did because it was mm-hmm. just sort of, it was like a new gateway. And, and that, for me, is exactly how things sort of manifest. And, uh, you know, one person said to me the other day, well, one of your gifts is, you're a manifester and you're an attractor and and i truly believe that when you hold that movie or that love in your heart that's exactly what it is i have so many babies that (laughs) smile at me and i wave to them and you know i put a big smile Mm -hmm. on and i just i feel their heart i mean i don't know how to put it any other way but i I, and and i think that that's what it you know being here on this planet uh we get some of us, and it was interesting for me because a lot of the people that I was around on Saturday said, you know, I stopped watching the news. I don't watch the news. I don't listen to it. I don't have any clue, sort of what Pam was saying. And I think that that probably is how they stay connected a little bit more to, they're not having anybody tell them how they should live their life. They're discovering things right. on their own. Yeah, exactly. I, I agree with you 110. percent That and you're right. You are a manifesto, by the way. Um, oh, well, and, thank you. And the beautiful thing is that we all have that ability. We all have the ability mm-hmm. to to manifest what we want in our lives. It's a it's a it's a function of how we how we position ourselves, you know, position our thinking, and and how we go about 
the day. I go about the day thinking, what's the next incredible thing that's going to happen to me, whether oh, it happens fantastic. or not. That, that's, you know, <laughs> that, that. That, is, that is rather true. I mean, it could be anything, uh, and, and it doesn't really matter. I, what's incredible? Uh, incredible could, should, could be something, some good news from, from a friend of mine. Uh, what, what is it? You, you, you def- don't necessarily define it narrowly. It's just you know what could that what could happen what could be that that uh, what could that what, what could what could go on and, and it's kind of like um, uh, the the Rumi quote I did a talk on Sunday and I started the talk out with that with Rumi's uh, quote of there's something I do not know the knowing of which could change everything uh, which is a profound way to live and I I had I told mm-hmm. the, the the group I was talking to that that it's it's an incredible way to live. If you woke up in the morning with the thought of, hey, what cool thing is going to happen to me today? What kind of information am I going to uh, come across today that's going to shift or pivot me in a whole new direction in my life? Uh, what, what, what might it be? And then you just, then you spend the day. You, you, for me, I approach the day in, from a perspective of my eyes are wide open, my Perceptions are all positive. I uh, wonder why I'm standing next to people when I go to places. Um, perhaps they have something to share with me, or I have something to impart to them that could help them move forward in their lives. And it's it you, you start engaging with your outer world in a completely different way. And that is, if we're going to circle back around to uh, to being your own superhero, uh, which which I'd love to do here at right about now, and that is that when you look at um, when you look at excuse me some of the things that we're talking about um, when we're talking about hang on just a second I'm sorry um, when you're looking at some of the attributes of a hero um, bravery and conviction and courage determination uh, being helpful and honest. Uh, inspirational, moral, uh, having integrity, uh, being protective, and self-sacrificing, selflessness, strength. I mean, if you think about these things, you can turn each one of these around into uh, into a mindset of action. You know, mm-hmm. and that's really what what we're talking about. The, it, they're just not attributes; they are they are actual things, ways of thinking that you can adopt to operate through your day and you know it's kind of like a s- superman has got a, a uniform underneath he's got a and a cape underneath his um uh, outfit his uh, suit and tie and what he's always on the lookout for is someone to be of service to somebody to help mm-hmm. uh, and as opposed to i've got a superhero costume underneath and you know i'm all caught up in my own thing uh, I'm, I'm, I'm caught up in someone else's drama and someone else's misery and, uh, to the point where, or my own misery uh, in, in terms experientially so that I'm unaware of somebody else who needs some help, <laughs> you know? I mean, think about the outside circumstances that, that, can, that, that occur. I don't think Superman would be in a traffic jam if he was going to drive and not fly uh, mm-hmm. with other people, and he's, he's complaining about traffic. You know, I don't, I don't think that's the case. I think once you have that mindset of, of aware, that, that awareness that you have the ability to embrace your own, the, the superhero within you, 
that you're thinking about the little stuff that makes that's inconsequential. You're looking at a big picture of how you can mm-hmm. be of service to yourself and to others, how you can in, can um, um, increase the level of of love you have for yourself and for humanity, and uh, thinking about. When you're down to the to the to the, mo- the most minute thing, if if you're in a city that recycles and you have something that's recyclable, does a superhero just throw it in a normal trash bin and let it go to the dump, or do they hold on to it and wait till they can put it in a recycle bin? You know, something simple like that. I mean, these are little these little things add up. These are the little decisions you make throughout the day that that mm-hmm. determine whether or not you. Or a super, uh, you know, acting, thinking, acting, and feeling like a superhero. Uh, have that inner conversation of a superhero. I love you. I can do anything. That's a superhero mentality. That's that's a superhero inner conversation that builds energy, positive energy, for whatever it is you envision for yourself. That is that that is what 30 years ago I got into. In, in, a, in a fascinating way. I, I was in an over-the-top way. I mean, I jumped off the cliff, and I, and I said, this is fascinating. I have the ability to control how I feel in any given moment. Wow, what a power. What a superpower. Mm-hmm. And we all have that superpower. <laughs> I mean, it's like people say, oh, no, I feel that terrible. I, I, let this, I said, why do you feel terrible? Because of that thing that occurred. Really? You realize that you have the ability to not re- respond that way to that thing. Because you just you responded to it in a negative way, and as I said, probably on this podcast in 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 the past, you know, there was a there was a, tra- a really bad train wreck in Athens uh, a few weeks ago. There was a, there there were three bad earthquakes in Turkey, and I'm going to Turkey in September for two weeks. And people say, oh yeah, how can you feel good when there's all this stuff going on in the world, all this bad stuff going on in the world? And I say, well, number one, I have no control over that bad stuff. I have no control over what happens to people. Uh, I understand that. However, what I do have control over is what I do myself. And I can close my eyes and I can send uh, that area or those souls love and light. I can do that. I can send them something from my heart. I can send, I can envision a, a, a beam of white light leaving my heart and, and just blanketing the region, right? I can do that. And I can feel good about that I've done something that uh, etherically can help those souls who are passing on, who've passed on. 40,000, 50,000 of them in Turkey. I think uh, the, the death toll is going to be as high as 10,000. 10, uh, 10, I think it's going to be probably um, several hundred people uh, on, on the train. And, you know, stuff happens. It's way out of your control. And I, the, the, a superhero is somebody who recognizes that, that mm-hmm. you have no control over everything outside of you. That's it. You can just control how you think of yourself, what you think you're capable of, how you feel, the inner conversation going on in your head. When you bring it back there, you you understand taking it to the next level is you can control that, but you can also control what you resonate. And that impacts other people in a positive way and the earth, the planet, the universe, whatever, everything in a positive way. And Mm -hmm. that's where you have a super, superhuman power. And I'm passionate about using that power for good to impact other people's lives. Like the guy who said, I smile after I, after I talk to people, after everything I say, down in, down in, where was that, San Juan, Puerto Rico. 
blew my mind that he said that, that he had the awareness to actually recognize and tell me that. I'm like, nobody's ever told me that in my entire life. You know, I talked to a lot of people. And he, mm-hmm. somebody I, I didn't know, had never met, and I, I understood at that particular moment that that was why I was there. That's why I was right. there. Mm-hmm. You know, it wasn't to have that amazing lunch. It wasn't to have that nice glass of wine. It wasn't to walk out on the beach. It was to meet this person, this soul, and have them share something with me that would shift my life in a whole new direction. I think differently now about myself when I'm out because of what he said. Yeah, I mean, what a gift. What a gift. Yeah, Mm -hmm. it's those kinds of experiences. You know, some people might slough it off and go, oh, no, yeah, I I don't deserve that, blah, blah, blah. Yes, you do. (laughs) You deserve every great comment anybody ever gives you. You deserve it. Right. You know, it's so interesting because... I when I, I work with people in, in whether it be a physical problem or an emotional challenge or something, a lot of times I'll sit there and I'll ask them uh, first an open-ended question. You know, if there was something I could do for you, what would that be? And then secondly, and I think you can ask yourself if you you know ask yourself if there was something I could do for myself, what would that be to change what I'm currently experiencing? And and be honest with yourself, and then. You know, a lot of times I'll ask somebody, you know, tell me your story. And they'll say, what story? And I say, I don't know, whatever you feel like talking about. Tell me a story. And it's what comes up. And you find that people uh, are, sometimes they get caught in a loop. And they get caught. And then, so then I, I again, I ask another open and a question. Well, if that wasn't like that, then what would happen? Then what? You know, and I think that that's yeah. exactly what happens. We are, we create habitual patterns in our lives. Um, mm-hmm. We, you know, need to really curate and choose our thoughts that support our growth in order to be our own best inner hero. I think that Correct. when we observe ourselves from the outside um, and look at the opposite of positive mindset, which I prefer over the other word, um, it, it makes it easier for us to release the patterns that cause us harm and bring us down and make us doubt ourselves and doubt our inner strength or our inner, our inner powers. Um, and mm-hmm. I think that, you know, if you can, when you're feeling overwhelmed, and I, I really love the, the exercise and you just put your hands on your heart, then take three deep breaths in and think about something you love. Those that anxiety, those negative thoughts, that overwhelm cannot exist in that same space as love. And That's so true. whatever it is that you need to do to shift that and, and then change those words. Replace the opposite of positive words with positive ones instead. You know, you can be your best. You um, absolutely can achieve happiness and be in control of your own life by filling your life with with positive words because they do have energy and i i really do i love open ended questions like that and i think as if we mm-hmm. you know we <laughs> we limit ourselves what would that mm-hmm. look like what would that look like if that weren't the case and make you yeah i, I do that's, that's i, I really awesome think point. it makes a difference uh, absolutely. Um, I think that's a great way to live. I think it's a, it's an amazing way to go through life 
and it has rewards that you can't measure. And, um, you know, because everybody's into, you know, measuring everything nowadays, you know, for, for its depth. And it's just, you know what, you don't, you can't measure that. You can't uh, quantify it. It's just something that the energy that you put out, and it's all about the way you feel as an individual, you feel as a person. Mm-hmm. And, and that, that's one of the things that, um, uh, that I talk about most often with people. And I love the open-ended question uh, aspect of things. I like asking people how they feel about things. And yeah. um, that that gets them actually talking about a lot of different things. Um, I was telling this group on Sunday that I I love to um, uh, I love to engage people when I'm sitting in a restaurant and I'm sitting next to somebody. I look for ends. I look for opportunities to acknowledge their existence and, or something about them or something about what they're doing and. Uh, I can tell, I, I can sense when, I, when it's not a good time, and so I don't. However, mm-hmm. if I sense that there's an opportunity that would be a good thing to say, you know what, I really love that top you're wearing. You know, if it's a young lady uh, or a couple, uh, you know, I'd say something like, like uh, if they exhibited behavior that is very loving and very caring, uh, I would simply acknowledge that fact. Said, you know, you look like a really, really great couple. You're, you've got such love. And... That, you know, that acknowledgement, whether it, it leads to something else or not, sometimes it, most of the time it does. You know, we're here, we're celebrating our so-and-so. Really, really, how do you feel about oh, life nice. now? Mm-hmm. You know, you, you, you ask that, and you can get, you can get amazing um, responses from people. I and, agree. Uh, yeah, and, and, you, and believe it or not, it may be an opportunity to impart something, something positive. Because I, yeah, there was, I, there was this, I was going to say there was this younger when you said yeah. that it just reminded me she was she was probably in high school just very natural like beautiful skin beautiful pale white skin and she had her hair and and she just she just had a presence about her and I looked at her I said you're just such a beautiful girl and she looked at me she's like me and I said yeah look at how natural you've got this natural beauty about you and she's like no nobody ever said that about me. And I was like, oh, my gosh. I, I, and I said, look at your really? eyes. I said, you know, really? I said, I, I couldn't believe it because there was just, you know, she she would have been uh, one of those Gibson girls that came out. I mean, just like flawless skin and just real brightness about her. And I, I could Beautiful. just, I, I just, yeah, it was just really amazing. And, and, I, and I think that when we have beliefs, uh, and I'd love to hear your, because you're really good about this. You know, the beliefs do not represent what's true and factual. It's based on our perception of reality. And I think that that's really important, that whatever we believe. And, and Michael, you're, you're so eloquent about speaking about perceptions and how we shift our perception and the belief system within us. I'd love to hear your wisdom. And if you could, wouldn't mind sharing it with the audience, I absolutely love it. I don't mind. Um, a, a woman, a very good friend of mine, um, told me once. She said, "She said, here's the first thing: is when you're talking to people, don't ever tell them, don't ever use the words I believe, <laughs> and don't use the words I think." And she says, "When you're, she was the first. She edited my first book. Basically, uh, she was a, she was an English PhD, and she edited my first book. And she says, Michael, I'm going to tell you this." 
never, never say I believe, never say I think, because nobody cares about what you believe and nobody cares about what you think. These are, you know, it, it, we go around saying those things like, you know, I believe uh, blah, 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 or I believe, because you think about it for a second, uh, a belief uh, and truths and things of that nature uh, about things outside of us, they, um, they are only as valid as our experience up to that particular point. Mm-hmm. In the next 10 minutes, we could experience something completely different that would blow that belief or that thought uh, or, or that truth right out of the water. We learn something new. Again, there's something I do not know, the knowing of which could change everything, which means could change my beliefs, could change my thoughts, could change my, the perception I have about myself. Uh, perceptions are a really powerful thing, and I've given this like so much thought in the last 10 years. Perceptions, in my view... Um, by the way, that is what I say instead. I, instead of saying I think, I say in my view. You know, to me, uh, this is this to me, or in my view, my experience has, has led me to to uh, conclude. You know, that this I'm not. Mm-hmm. I don't want to necessarily be pressing my beliefs on someone else, or my thoughts, my thinking. Uh, everybody comes from a different place, and that's why she says that's why it's important not to say that. Um, you know, the, the truth is, it's a, it's a, it's a thing in the, in the English language that we, that we just banter around. The truth is, well, the truth to you is different than the truth to somebody else because sure. your experiential wisdom is different, right? Experiential wisdom, you're coming mm-hmm. from a different place. So uh, perception is absolutely your reality. Absolutely. I didn't understand it that perception is reality thing in the movies and you know, in television people say it you know it's a great line it sounds cool however it is absolutely accurate absolutely accurate because our own perceptions whatever we believe to be true about ourselves is what we're is what our lives will mirror and if we uh, in in terms of that's the energy we're putting out so that's the energy we're going to get back um, the young, what's, what's a shame is that the young lady, who you, the young girl you spoke to, who said nobody ever said that about me before, um, would actually say that. Mm-hmm. I want people to get to the point where they don't need other people's approval to be beautiful, to think they're beautiful, to believe that, that they can do anything, to love themselves. You don't need other people other people's acknowledgement. You've got to get to that particular point in your life where that is the norm. And that's part of being a superhero. A sovereign being mm-hmm. uh, is, has flexible beliefs because there may be some new iteration of, uh, to the information they presently have. Now, there are certain universal, um, I don't really want to call them beliefs, I just, you can call them truths or if you'd like, it, it's kind of a quagmire. However, a sovereign being is one who has complete and total control over their mind, body, and spirit. That's, that's irrefutable, okay? Sovereign is a ruler, an overseer. And your own sovereignty, your personal sovereignty is important because it's, if, it, if you use it to guide you in this life, you're going to have a vastly different experience than somebody who isn't coming from sovereignty, who is allowing every outside influence to impact their, their, their mind, their state of being, their, their body, 
if people just tell them things and they just do it, no filter, you know, in terms of uh, of of what they what they allow into themselves, what they allow to perhaps corrupt their spirit, impact their spirit in a negative way, all of that is is tied to what you currently believe to be true, and the beliefs you have about yourself are the ones that really play out the most in your outer world. It's not what you believe about, you know, what Jack did or how Nancy did that, whether, you know, the truth out about something outside of you. It's really the truth, the beliefs you have about yourself, the truths you hold about, about you. That, because they have that mirroring effect. And if our listeners here at PR and FM can in some way wrap their minds around this and start working towards this, it's not your outer world that you need to fix if, there's, if you're not enjoying life. It's your inner world. It's you mm-hmm. that you have to fix. And once you fix you, you give yourself a compass, then you can chart your way anywhere. That's basically it. And it, you know, it might sound over, overly simplistic. However, as someone said the other day, there's so much stuff outside of it, so much noise, so much distraction, so many, so so much. You've got corporations and industries, uh, whole industries, one particular purpose with one purpose, and that is to basically control you, to dictate mm-hmm. what you think about yourself and what you think about your life. Because if they can get you to, to that point, to question that, then they, because that's when you're doing that, you're operating from a lower frequency, then they can, be, they can impart suggestions to you that you're going to more readily accept. That's really the case. When you are strong, when you are your own superhero because you're a sovereign being, thinking and acting from the attributes of, of a hero, you're going to be less susceptible to suggestion from other people and outside influences. That's really the, the key. I make sure that I use reason with everything I, I do. I, I'm, it's kind of like uh, ask questions, you know, question everything. Mm-hmm. Because I want to kind of get the, the lay of the land. I want to kind of see what's going on. If I just simply accept that because someone told it to me, that's not good enough. I'd really like to kind of look around and, and get different points of view, different, different information, and kind of correlate it and see what correlates together, what doesn't, and come up with my own theories, although those theories are flexible because new information may come my way. That's pretty much it. However, in, in, this, in this society that we live in now, um, there was, a, there was a gentleman who wrote, uh, I was listening to an NPR who wrote a great book, um, and I will give you the title of this book uh, because it's really pretty amazing. Uh, the book is called Stolen Focus. Stolen mm. Focus. Yeah, it's, it's really an interesting book. He went all around the world to talk to the most um, brilliant people about uh, focus and what you know, scientific evidence that uh, from, from, from actual studies and other things that have been done uh, to understand 
what why we have a problem focusing why we have a problem with attention span why um, you know oh people goodness. why there's anxiety <laughs> yeah it's it's really rather true it's it's really cool and it's quite remarkable I'll tell you one thing it, it's really really the coolest thing it, after this whole program he says one thing he says it's we you have to have a way of mitigating what's going on outside of, of, of what you allow into to to impact you mm-hmm. he said his he actually went to the point it went so far, went so far as to say that we need to in some way get institutions to change and other things or get social media to change because social media programs are written to be addictive they're written to gain attention greater and greater um attention and focus from you so that is i understand that you see to me the jig is up they don't social media doesn't have any control over me because <laughs> yeah because i know i understand it yeah my life is my life is too precious to be wasting sitting on my phone for two hours mm-hmm. i'd rather be doing something else that where i'm engaging with people or i'm uh, learning something that I could actually do or going and again doing something that has a beginning a middle and an end and, and uh, a level of enthusiasm and uh, where I have a level of satisfaction when I'm done with it that makes me feel really good about life because I went and did something if I had to go learn how to do it whatever I learned how I came back you know and I did it and that is where we need to get back to instead of just depending upon um, social media is just one of the outside influences that impacts uh, young lives and, and older lives young lives mainly this particular point are being driven by it and and he's not the only one to say that uh, to talk with people in Silicon Valley who've said this this stuff is this isn't about you connecting with your friends it's about you spending time on their devices so they can sell more ads and make more money it has nothing to do with that it's sold as a you know the great human uh, 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 human experience the 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 human the you're going to get the most human connection you know connect with your friends stay in touch with your friends heck no the algorithms aren't writ if you've got a thousand friends any post you put on is not going to reach all thousand it only reach a small percentage because they want you to promote to the rest pay money so that you can reach the rest of your friends so these are I realize it kind of got off track a little bit but this this book stolen focus was was really really interesting and eye-opening yet got to the same conclusion that I got to without even before I even you know learned the book was around and that is that it's it's our outer world is doing everything it can to distract us to, mm-hmm. to, to take our attention and focus and to determine whether or not we love ourselves or not because if we don't love ourselves we'll be more inclined to buy what they have so that we can feel that love for a moment or two and true the true depth of love is is what you have for yourself and once you have that I think yeah I I was just gonna say that you know when in exactly what you're saying if you you lose your focus you lose that connection to your inner hero and so for anybody who wants to seek that inner hero and experience the aliveness that comes with it in the midst of this technological culture that we live in um, it does it does take um, some time to sort of retreat 
inward, away from from that. And when I think you do, it, and this is sort of the the purpose of what do you do when you discover that? It's it's about coming alive in a joyful and satisfying way. It's about becoming yeah. part of a real community and gathering in person and practicing whatever that um, soul exploration it, it is. I think that it's about playing and tapping into all of the inspiration we get from the universal presence that's around us that makes us mm-hmm. shine as unique individuals. And and I think so true. that's really what the world needs right now. And, and that's yeah. why that book is so important. And why connecting to that inner hero is so important as you you know always mention it's an alchemical process you it's designed mm-hmm. to bring forth strengthen and unite all of that aspects of what that hero is inside and um right yeah, just, exactly i love that and that's so true that is so true our um our inner hero is is just waiting for us to as you i think you just said the other day put on the cape and get busy mm-hmm. <laughs> yes, absolutely. <laughs> that was a great, great line, by the way. I love it. <laughs> put on the cape. Put on the cape when you wake up in the morning and take it off and let it let it get the wrinkles out at night, you know, when you, when you go to bed. Put on the cape every day and be your mm-hmm. own superhero. Mm-hmm. Nothing stopping absolutely. you. Absolutely. Yeah, and uh, I think here we are at the, <laughs> at the end of our show again before we know it. Yeah, we are. Time. It, yeah. Got to yeah, come at some point. Yeah, I know. It, it does. And, uh, I thank you for, for all of the uh, the wisdom and, and the insights that you share. I just, it just, the teachings are um, so important on how to live fully and completely and embrace every aspect. And I love uh, love the idea of your view and your vision. I it just, it really speaks to me. And I'll let you close out the show, thank Michael. You. Oh, there you go. Let's look at it this way. Um, Perceptually, let's just say it's easy. Let's not build up. Let's not use words like it's hard to be a superhero, it's difficult, almost impossible because of this or that. Let's keep our inner conversation purposeful, positive, and directed at being the superhero that we're meant to be. So that is I am. I am a superhero, and I can do anything. And so it is. Thank you. Thank you.